What's up, witches? <laughs> this is uh, episode five of Inciting a Brew Haha. And we're in the same room. <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> well, not the very first time. We're recording in the same room. We're recording in the same room for the very first time. It's I, exciting. I would be your uh, benevolent, uh, magniloquent host, Firelight. <laughs> And I am your beautiful, magnanimous hostess, Velma Nightshade. <laughs> um, and we are still sort of on a high from the first annual, or the 13th annual. No, it was the first annual. First annual. <laughs> first annual Pagan Podkin Supermoot that happened in uh, the Chicagoland area, uh, October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 2010, just in case you're listening to this in the far future. And today's actually the third, so it, it literally just ended. Yeah, it just ended this morning. Yeah. I drove everybody all across Chicago to get back to the airports. Yeah, I stayed at home. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> left last night. I did, I did. Well, it all was... All the departures to me. So, it was a it was a phenomenal time. Oh my god, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. There are pictures on InsidingRiot.com about the day that um, all of the different podcasters spent going metaphysical shop hopping, as Velma would call it. Yes, which was much fun. It was so much fun. And you need to label the pictures because people are I saying, I have no idea who these people are. They look like they're having a really great time, but I don't know who they are. Yeah, or I, I, we're, we're really sort of enjoying the, the running stream of comments of people trying to figure out who's who. Yes. That's fun. I think I may leave it that way just for a few more days. Just to have people see if they can figure out who's who. In fact, uh, I mean, that's that's going to be a new thing. Try and figure out who's who, and then I'll, <laughs> in like a week or so, I'll put up the uh, the captions. You're just mean. I am. I am yeah, mean. I know. I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> what was your favorite part of about the weekend, Thelma? I don't, honestly, just I think getting to meet everybody. Mm-hmm. Because it's funny, because you listen to people's podcasts, and you really sort of feel like you get to know them, and then you meet them in person. And they're different than what you expected. And, and yet, in some ways, so much the same. They are, but it's the, little, it's the little things about people's personalities that you don't anticipate or that, you do, that they haven't talked about or, you know, mannerisms or, or things that you would never hear. I think that the, the podcaster who was the most different from their podcast persona for me mm-hmm. was Corey. Absolutely. Yes. Corey from New World Witchery. Corey from New World Witchery. On the show, he comes off as very sort of all business, you know, he's a lot of fun on the show, but the guy in real life is unbelievably funny. And he, probably the nicest human being I've nicest, ever met in my life. He's the nicest person, despite the fact that he was trying to get all of our hair. <laughs> he wasn't really. <laughs> trying to but it was that. sort of a running gag throughout the whole weekend. Oh, you want to talk about running gags? The Nog. Oh, God. Let's not get into The Nog. The Nog. The Nog takes too long to explain. All we have to say is that you should fear The Nog. Um, <laughs> and hey, if you're ever at a, at a Ouija board near you, summon The Nog. He's great fun. <laughs> summon The Nog. In fact, just say, hey, Nog, you there? <laughs> it, it might help to have a $150 rat bone <laughs> sitting around. Podcasters know what we're talking about. <laughs> it also might help to have eight drunk podcasters. In the room. I don't know. That might have had something to do with it. Who knows? Possibly, possibly. Um, no, it was a wonderful time. And we was all... what was Corey the the most different for you? Yes. Was anybody? Yeah. Yes. And everybody was very nice, and you know everybody was was incredible. And uh, I know. thought Isaac would be taller. <laughs> 
I don't think anybody expected you to be as tall as you are. <laughs> that was that was sort of the first comment from everybody was Oh my god, you're really tall. You are really tall. I'm, well, I'm six foot six for all those people going, how tall is he? <laughs> I'm six six, so. Yes. But I'm not like a oddly shaped six six. I'm just tall or something. I'm not like a, I'm not like a weird looking giant, I swear. No. But it's it's kind of weird that when you hug me, you can rest your chin on the top of my head. That's kind of And odd. I have to bend down to do so. <laughs> I believe it. And I'm not short. No! Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm five, six and a half. That's to me, everybody's short. Well, yeah, obviously. Well, um, we actually didn't want to just do the show today just to uh, gab on and on about ourselves, though we could do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, we were having an interesting discussion on my couch. And uh, it was one of those that, sort of the reason that we started doing this show, and we've said it time and time again, is that Velma and I have really interesting discussions. Yes. Really long, interesting discussions. And we thought, hey, lots of people should listen to this. (laughs) So it was one of those things that that Velma looked at me and was like, oh, we shouldn't be talking about this because we should save it for the show. I was like, well, we're in the same room. (laughs) We don't have to wait till we're in different states to make a show. So we thought we would talk today about magic. You know, because that's such an easy topic to just press record and talk about. (laughs) Well, specifically, though, we want to talk about successful magic. How how to know if magic is successful and how to make it successful. Um, I tweeted out a quick question, and I've only gotten one response because you people suck at answering tweets. Be nice. (laughs) Um, uh, I I asked just a couple of quick questions. um, And uh, one of them was, what's your definition of magic? And pagan-flavored atheist... Uh, who on Twitter goes by <laughs> said that the definition of magic is the magnification of probability. What do you think about that? I like that. I like that too. Um, but I think that, you know, for people like the hooligans, for people like newer folks to magic, because to us that makes sense. But why does that make sense to us by saying the magnification of probability? Yeah, that makes sense. Because anything is possible. The whole goal of magic is to make it... Is anything really possible, though? Okay. When when you're talking about things that you would do magic for, mm-hmm. you know, getting a new job, uh-huh. finding the love of your life, uh-huh. getting more money, these things are possible. Well, but then you have things like, you know, weather magic. It's and, possible. Well, it, it's, it's not possible to have a, a bright, sunny, 90-degree day at the North Pole. Okay, if you're wasting your time doing magic for a bright sunny day at the North Pole, you need to be concerned about other well, I mean, things. Well, my, my only point there is that you need to be doing magic for things that are realistically possible. I mean, you know, you don't need to be doing magic for, well, you know, theoretically it's possible to change the laws of physics and to fly by magic. I mean, you know, you need to do things that are in the realm of realistic possibility. And yes. speaking of jumping off things, look for my next show for a list on how to get superpowers. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, actually, if you did that already. I didn't. I, I the more I think about it, the, uh, I didn't. But do as it. I was hearing you talk about it, I was thinking this sounds awfully familiar, and I don't remember if. Well, you read it on the blog. I well, I read it on the blog, but I don't know if I, if you and I talked about it or probably if you did a show. I don't remember. But anyway, we're getting off topic because we're both really tired and punchy <laughs> because we had an awesome weekend. It was such an awesome weekend. Yes, but anyway, yes. Back to the point. Um, I, I do think that it need, needs to be within the realm of realistic possibility. I will, I will grant you that. Yay. But I think most of the things that people do Oh, so this isn't going to turn into the fake flower show? <laughs> God, I the, hope not. The now legendary fake flowers episode. 
We got so much crap for that this weekend, just FYI. Yeah. I, I love that, like, all the other podcasters were pretty open about, yeah, we didn't listen to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't listen to that. Yeah, no. Y'all started bitching, and it, we were done. Yeah, pretty much. No, but I think the whole idea of magic is not to make the impossible happen. It's to increase the probability that something that is possible will happen. Okay. It's changing it from it could happen to it will happen, which I think is increasing the probability. Okay. Where do you think magic comes from? I don't know. It's like the internet. Nobody really knows where it is. (laughs) (laughs) You ever see that South Park episode where there's no more internet? (laughs) They're trying to find, where does the internet come from? And, you know, if you if you know a lot about programming, you know a lot about the internet, you know the answer to that question. But for the most, majority of people, it's one of those things that you sort of take for granted. Oh, the internet's out there somewhere. Yes. Wherever the internet is. Well, people talk about going to web pages. Yeah. You don't go anywhere. No. You're sort of sitting there. My ass is in the same seat no matter where I am on the internet. But, I, you know, it's magic. Well, where does this magic come from? Is it something that's in us? Is it something that we summon up from someplace else? Is it a combination of both? I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. I think it's... To a certain degree, it's a combination of... And I think when I say, where is this magic coming from, what I'm actually meaning here for people that want to get very technical, Nathan Stewart, um, are, uh, is it the energy that is used to perform the magic. That's what I mean when I say, where is the, the energy that is used, where is this mystical energy coming from? Is it something that's inside of you? Is it something that you're getting from outside? Is it a combination? Or is it all... Because um, I had uh, the only reason I say Faithling Stewart is because I actually had a conversation with uh, Faithling Stewart of Spirits Cast about magic, and um, she believed it was all all an act of the divine, all an act, uh, sort of like all intercessory prayer kind of thing. Well, see, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. I think it's a matter of your interpretation, because I think the energy that's within you that you would be raising, it does come from external places. Okay. I mean, it's kind of like your. As you would say. Well, see, I agree more to that. Would you stop interrupting me? No, I'm just saying I agree with you. God. (laughs) No, I would say it's kind of like, as you would say, your worldview. Mm -hmm. It comes from a lot of different places. You you get energy from your environment, from Uh your ritual practices, from your belief in the divine, whatever that encompasses. Um, but is it all the way own? down to things like, I'm getting energy from this piece of rosemary. I'm getting energy from I this think citrine. You, I think if you believe that those things have power that you can take into yourself, then yes. So you, you, you're you saying that you have to believe that the citrine has an inherent well, magical property you, in order for... Or is it that citrine has a magical energy, a magical property inherently, and some people that want to work with it or believe that it's there can use it... But it's there regardless? I think it is there regardless. I think if you look at a piece of citrine and go, it's a pretty rock, mm-hmm. then it doesn't hold... It, you're not going to get the same kind of power out of it uh-huh. as somebody who can sense that power and can use that in a way of you know adding that to their own energy. Okay. I think it's all a matter of your experience and your personal take on energy manipulation. I would say, as far as what I think magic is, I think it, I, I, I like the simplistic, you know, altering of probability. You're looking at my little mail it's button. It's driving me crazy. Sorry. You've got little things flashing on your computer. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it's wanting me to connect to, but we'll connect. Sure. No editing. Uh, <laughs> Live show, folks. Yay. Um, no, I, I agree with the manipulation of probability. Mm-hmm. Or the, was it manipulation or 
Amplification. Magnification. The magnification of probability. Yes. Cha- making something more likely to happen. Yes. I like that because it allows for the possibility that it still doesn't happen. Yes. I like it because, you know, there's going to be instances... Um, we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, that whole idea of, you know, you pray to God, you pray to God, you pray to God, and you get an answer every time, and sometimes the answer is no. Yes. Sometimes when you do magic, it, it it's just, it's not going to work, or it's not going to work in the way that you thought it was going to work. Now, right. some people say that magic works every time. It just doesn't maybe necessarily work in the way you thought it would. Well, I think people do magic for a lot of things that fundamentally are really not in their best interests. Uh-huh. And I think to a Or maybe not degree, for what they're actually wanting. Or that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, see, that, and that's where you get into the whole idea that there is some kind of divine energy out there Mm -hmm. that also influences magic, Mm -hmm. which is where this discussion gets incredibly complicated. Well, just my, my quick opinion on that is where the energy for magic comes from, where the energy that we use when, when working with magic. I, I, you know, the reason that I asked it in the way that I asked is because I, I believe it's both a combination of, um, the inherent divinity that is within you, you know, Mm -hmm. that divine spark. Right. Plus the energy of the earth, the energy of, you know, the stars. If you do star magic, if you do, um, you know, the energy of the herb that you're using, you know, um, I, I, it's like ice cream. Magic is like ice cream. (laughs) Oh God, here we go. No, no, because basic ice cream has no flavor. Right. And then you get this tool or you get this herb or you get this stone or you get this, you know, purified water or whatever and give it a flavor. Okay. You know, and then you, well, I don't know how you send it somewhere with a, an ice cream metaphor, but you send it. You eat it. You take it into <laughs> you, yourself. You eat it and then you, and, and yeah. it changes and it becomes part of you and right. there's all that chemical combustion, all of that, that kind of thing. Right. But, you know, I, I think that the energy that's within you, maybe that divine spark is like plain ice cream. It's, it's the cream, it's sweet cream, mm-hmm. and then the tools and the herbs and the stones and the things like that give it a flavor, okay. give it a, a sort of a purpose, okay. and then you direct that. I would agree with that. I think, I think we're saying the same thing. I think we're just saying it in a different way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I don't think it's just a matter of your own mind. No, I think it's. I don't think it's. it's a I don't think it's psychological. I don't think that magic is purely psychological. I don't think it's pure. I definitely think there is a psychological component yes. to magic, but I don't think it's strictly psychological by I any agree. stretch of the imagination. Oh, I agree. Oh, we agree with each other. Well, I love you, Velma Nightshade. I love you, Firelight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how many? How many podcasts got in a long weekend? How many podcasts got parodied this weekend? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just about everybody's. Oh, uh, what happened at that pizza table will never be discussed. No. Oh my god, that was good pizza. <laughs> that was the not, that better have been good pizza. Oh. For how much that pizza was, was that really, better have been really good pizza. Uh, see, I don't know how much it was. Oh. I have no idea. But you don't want to know. I no, not the really. three pizzas that were at the table. You do not want to know how much that was. Not really. It was ridiculous. It was really good. Though. And we love you, Corey from New World Witchery. Yes. Mwah. Oh, and thank you, Hooligans, for buying me lunch. That Aww. was very nice of you. Did Corey ever get you the drink? Yes. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a pina colada, though, because no. they didn't have pina colada mix. Okay, so <laughs> we've talked about where the energy of magic comes from. And we sort of yes. sort of agree, just to sum In up. In our opinion. Right. In our opinion, which could very easily be wrong. <laughs> very easily be wrong. So don't be like, oh, think, you're ignoring this theory and that theory. Well, I don't think our opinion is wrong. I think it's our opinion. Right. And, and the thing that we always try and stress is that 
at the end of the day, all of this is just opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. all, belief about spirituality and magic and all of that, it's just opinion because nobody can know absolutely for sure. It's not an empirically known thing. Right. But um, I think in our sort of collective opinion, there is an energy inside of you that you sort of focus through tools and herbs and stones mm-hmm. and send that energy out. And from the divine. And from the divine. I Well, I would say that when it comes from the divine, like if you're at, well... I think that maybe you could draw energy in from the divine and maybe use that. And then I think that there's a separate thing that's intercessory prayer. Yes, I would agree with that. I think that there is like, you know, asking ISIS for, you know, I don't know, maybe if you're a farmer, asking ISIS for a better crop or, you know, asking Hermes that your plane doesn't crash and burn into a fiery pit of death. Yes. Speaking (sighs) of which, have we heard back from everybody who... (laughs) 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 Not the hooligans. Supposedly, well, they're, they're still they're, in the air. Yeah, they're not going to land for a few hours. So. Oh, gosh. Let's hope. And we're praying. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fine. Uh, but, you know, but I think that um, uh, I was I was watching um, the J.K. Rowling interview with... Did you know that her... That she does not have a middle name? K is just a, a made-up... I she, didn't know that. Was that the interview with Oprah? Uh-huh. I saw that! Uh-huh. In the hotel! I loved it. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, Josephine? Joe? Uh, her name yeah. is Joe. Yeah. Joe Rowling. Yes. Kay, uh, Catherine, Kathleen, something like that, is like her favorite grandmother's name because they, they wanted it to be a, They wanted uh, it to be initial so that it was not, you couldn't it, it tell It was appealing gender. to boys. Yeah, it was appealing could, to boys. Yeah, so could, yeah. yeah. I think that's funny that it's not actually J.K. Rowling. Right. But it's, anyways. Um, but I was watching the interview with J.K. Rowling. <laughs> That's why we love this show. Um, I was watching the interview with J.K. Rowling, and she said a quote that I'd heard before, but just so that you can hear the whole quote, you can go back and listen to that show, um, was that, uh, uh, you know, there's a difference between magic and prayer. Prayer has to do with the divine doing something. Mm-hmm. Magic, you're taking ownership, and you're doing it yourself. Well, and I think that has a lot to do with the aspects of a lot of pagan belief systems where you do take ownership. Yeah. For not only for magic, but for your own actions. You mm-hmm. know, you're not blaming the devil. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, the devil made me do it. You take ownership for your own response, your own, your own actions and you take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that now plays I, into magic as well. You know, I, I think there's something to maybe asking Hermes, maybe asking Apollo, maybe asking Asclepius or, uh, you know, whatever healing God of your choice is out there, a uh, God of medicine or whatever. Um, asking a god of medicine or healing or something to empower you to have the power to have this healing magic or have this healing energy or to empower your healing spell that you're doing. I think that that is different than intercessory prayer. Instead of asking Apollo, please heal my grandmother, please give me the energy to create a successful healing spell for my grandmother. I think those are two different things. I would agree that they're two different things. Do you think one is fundamentally more powerful no, I don't. Okay. I, I think that they're sort of on the same level mm-hmm. um, because I think that if you said that maybe asking, you know, the saying the intercessory prayer is more powerful because it's a God doing it mm-hmm. sort of takes away from your own divine spark, your own divinity, your own internal yeah. divinity, that which is the same as Hermes or that which is the same as Thor or that which is the same as everything else, that part of you that is that part of them. But there would have to and be And that goes back to dotheism. <laughs> Stop. Well, no, but how, but you know, just sort of this idea that, that I've come to that sort of, we are all just sort of manipulation or, you know, that divinity is sort of manipulations of this universal force, mm-hmm. this universal divi- divineness, uh, you know, and I think that, that saying that your own divinity is less than or, or something other than 
blue Play-Doh. I think that it's... I don't know. I, I think it cheapens you. But at the same time, if they would, if they both work the same way, mm-hmm. if they would both garner the same results, why would you bother doing magic? Why wouldn't you just pray? Because magic is a lot of work. Well, um, I, I think that... It, well, speaking of work, like if you're at your job... And you say, hey, Rob, can you make these copies for me? Make sure that the copies get done. You know, it, make sure that the copies get done. Make sure that the copies got made and got distributed to everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to be following up. You, you know, I, I think that just leaving it up to somebody else, and I'm not saying that, you know, hey, the God's probably not going to follow through, but I just don't think it... <laughs> I was going to say, you're putting your faith in, a, in the divine. I just, I think that it doesn't hurt a thing to follow up. I don't think it hurts a thing to follow up with your own uh, contribution to the effort. I think if Apollo can make the effort to heal, I can expend some of my own energy for that as well. I don't know that one is more effective, one is more efficacious than the other. Uh, you know, maybe it is. Maybe Apollo is much better at it than I am. Probably. I'm not saying he's not. <laughs> but, sorry, Apollo. <laughs> the sun will now not shine in, in Chicago for three days. So it'll be your to... fault today. It will be. It yeah. will be. Okay. Yes. No, it's the Nog. <laughs> the Nog did it. But, um, we kept blaming Corey for the rain. Oh, that did. didn't seem fair. Well, Corey conspired with the Nog, in all fairness. <laughs> But, you know, I'm just going to apologize now for the inside jokes that all of you are going, would you stop talking about the fucking Nog? Yeah, but you have to realize eight other shows are about to come out with jokes about the Nog as well. This is true. So. <laughs> this is true. At some point, someone's going to have to explain it. Or can you explain it? Well, you could, you could tell the story, but it would get rid of the mystique of the Nog. It is a really funny story. <laughs> it is such a funny story. I don't know. I think what happens at Supermoot stays at Supermoot. Yeah, I, to a certain degree. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But there will be t-shirts. You can buy one and support. I don't know can, what it's going to support. Can we can we get the t-shirts done before you start telling people, hey, you can buy there, a t-shirt. I'm just saying there will be t-shirts at some point, and I'll say when they are. <laughs> I guess you're setting those up then, right? It's going to be a long time in the future. <laughs> it's not now. Don't go looking for it. Unless you're, like, listening in 2011, then maybe. Possibly. Maybe by then. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Um, we were making a point. Something about Apollo pissing, being pissed off about me. Oh yes. Um, I, I I I don't know. I think I would prefer magic just because I'm enough of a control freak that I want to be doing something hands on. The same, I mean, you know, and I that's sort of my point. That makes me that, feel like I'm doing something. That is my exact point. Is that sure? I'm asking Apollo to do it, but I'm also sort of an, enough of a control freak. Okay, I I know that it got done. Apollo might do it on his own. I know at least that I got done what I could get done for the situation. But see, that's why I don't ask the divine to do it. Oh, I hardly ever either. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, just, I'm just you know putting it out there. There are people that do it, so you might yes. get discussed on a show, listened to by you know at least five people. Hopefully, hopefully. Speaking of audiences. <laughs> sorry if you um, couldn't really? download. No, just I thought about it. I'm sorry if you couldn't download the show in September, like yes. the last couple weeks of September. Apparently, we're so popular, we need to get a different account. Yes, we have to upgrade our account. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, we'll we'll have gotten that all squared away. But yeah. um, There were so many people trying to download it that it maxed out the bandwidth that we had on our account. So, it's not that you can't download it. It's just that we're having to upgrade the account so that more people can download it. So, yes. go back... 
Um, like I said, by the time you're listening to this, well, it's early October, so everybody can go download right now. So go yeah. download the episodes that you're missing, and then probably within a week we'll just get that fixed. Yeah. Um, so we'll have the bandwidth, no problem. But please donate, <laughs> because it's not cheap to do that. No, it's not. Don't, donate to either Velma or me, and it will go to this show. We don't use that money for our own personal gain anyways. No. Because I don't really know that we'd get enough that it would be <laughs> our... Oh, woo, we are going to go buy our Lexus with our podcasting oh, money. Oh, yeah, right. Let me tell you. No, it, it does cost a lot to, to do the sites and stuff. Yeah, it does. So, But you all help offset the cost. So if you all could please donate, yes. it'll make sure that at the end of October, you're not going, I can't download this show. <laughs> oh, stop. No. I will hit you again. Please don't. That hurts, and you have rings on. Very large I'm sorry, rings. I'm, I'm not going to hit you. Very lo- no, there's no bruise, but I'm yeah, not letting see, you look at what, it. No, see, there is a bruise. It covers my shoulder all the way down to my rib cage. There is it not, hurts. and that's why you won't let me see your arm, because there's no bruise. But it still hurt. That doesn't mean you get to slug me again. <laughs> Golly. I didn't even hit you that hard. You like reared back and did like a little fist tornado <laughs> whirlwind thing, <laughs> and we're like, oh, not. here it comes. Well, see, next You put time. all the rings on one finger and, oh, like, doubled up. It. You're like, oh, hey, Jillian, Jasmine, everybody give me some rings real quick. Woo, buddy, you're getting it now. No, no. See, the next time somebody asks you, do you want me to hit you, don't say yes. <laughs> oh, pizza. Um, oh, my God, that was good pizza. <laughs> that was such good pizza. Oh, I think pizza's like the new squirrel for this episode. <laughs> pizza. I think it is. Oh, so magic. So, okay, we've talked about the divine, we've talked about the energy that comes from magic. Yeah. Um, let's talk about spells. Okay. How the doing of the magic <laughs> yes. might be a pertinent discussion when talking about magic. I think that does sort of fall into the context. Um, did, did we pretty much cover what we're doing when we are doing magic? Sort of. Yeah. What do you, well, do you want to clarify, was there any point you wanted to clarify about that? No. No, I I mean, I like the definition that it's the... Enhancing of probability, or magnification of probability. Magnification of probability. I like that. Yes, I like that idea. I I think the whole, you know, manipulation of reality in accordance with will, or whatever that definition is, I'm not really sure that that's, I I don't think that that's as true. I think that's like calling the, I think that's like calling the law of attraction the law of attraction, because I will a lot of things that doesn't necessarily manifest. But at the same time, that doesn't, the, the... Magnification of probability, it does still put a lingering doubt in there. And there are a lot of people who believe that when you work magic, you have to absolutely believe 100% that it is going to happen. So basically what you're doing is actually taking the probability out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I can understand that instance, but I think that we all need to at least put probability back in because... There's some things that just cannot happen. I mean, you can't, you know, we're all not going to jump off our roof and fly. We're not going to make a 90 degree summer day in um, the North Pole. You know, you you can carry all the stones you want around. And if you don't, in your inner heart, really truly want something, then they're just stones. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know... Probability, I think, needs to be put back in, and we need to take a little bit more of a realistic, real-world approach to our definitions of magic and to our expectations from magic. But see, those are two different things. The definition of magic and the expectations of magic are, are separate. Well, I understand, but I think that we need to put realistic, real-world ideas back into both. 
But at the same time, I don't know, I'm starting to disagree with myself. Because I do think there is something to saying, would you stop laughing at me? God, this is worse than being on Skype. God, I miss Skype. (laughs) I miss Skype. (laughs) We could just stop now and I could go back to the hotel and we could just (laughs) record the rest of the show. Wow, the show might actually get done real quick if we did that. (laughs) No, I think think adding a, a level of... These are really good. Sorry, just wanted to say. Um, hey, uh, Quaker. Oh my god. Your Quakes Rice Snacks Ranch flavor are really freaking good. Just FYI. Velma likes your creme brulee flavor. I do. Those are yummy. So if you'd like to donate to the show, Quaker, <laughs> Stop. go to incitingriot.com. Oh click on donate. I'm sure it'll let you donate some bags. Or I something. do not have the energy to do this with you. <laughs> okay, continue, please. I think there is a, a, a certain psychological component to magic. And yes. believing that it is going to happen, not that it might happen, not that it might, you know, possibly if everything, you know, if the planets align just right. I agree. It might, if. I think you have to sort of take if out of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure I do agree with Well, no, no, no. Uh, okay, and this was the point that we sort of got into earlier, and that's when we decided let's go ahead and do the show, was the psychological component is the mundane component of magic, which I think is a component of magic. I don't think that magic is purely this, this you know, ethereal, spiritual, mystical, magical force, because if, uh, because if it were, you wouldn't need to necessarily believe in it uh, to work. And I don't think that you necessarily need to believe in it to work. I think you need to believe in it to see the effects. I think you need to believe in it to see it work. Um, because... I think that, um, you know, like what we were saying earlier, your mundane life sometimes gets in the way of you seeing the results of your magic. Um, like, uh, we were talking earlier about, uh, people that do money spells and I'm doing money spells and money spells and money spells and, oh gosh, I don't ever, you know, I I don't ever see the money. I don't ever see the money. Well, maybe you have a spending problem. Maybe, maybe you are getting more money. Maybe you're just spending more money. You know, uh, you, you see that you're getting more money, so you're spending that much more money, and so it doesn't seem like you're getting more money. But there is something to the idea of, I mean, we were also talking about, okay, so what you, what you have is a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. And so instead of doing magic to just sort of make the here and now, you know, palatable, doing magic for that long-term goal. And what you need to do is you need to take if out of the equation. You need Mm -hmm. to say, this is going to happen when this happens. You know, instead of saying, well, if this happens, you know, you sort of, you take the... You take the possibility out of it, and you and I don't think that. It, but that's, I think that's the psychological component of psyching yourself into expecting the results, and, and, and it almost allows you the patience to wait for the results. It almost allows you the patience to to get through the muck of well, nothing's happening. I'm not getting results. Nothing's happening. But see, at the same time, I don't think you can do magic that says if, and then have your mundane world say when. I think that just confuses it. I think No, I think that I think that in both instances you need to do, you know, magic magic make my grandmother walk again or whatever it is. I mean, you know, make make your magic very direct and, you know, my magic will do this, but the psychological component needs to be there of I believe that my magic is going to do this, and I'm going to wait for these results, and I'm going to recognize the results when they come, and I'm going to do... But see, know. at the same time, you're saying my magic will do this instead of this is going to happen. It's, I, I don't know, it's adding another step to it. I'm not sure. I, the more I think about it, the more I think I don't agree with myself. Oh, God. That's why my first episode... Of- is there a third personality in there? Because I know there's at least two. 
No, that's I, that's I actually think your real I'm... name is. I think your real life is disagreeing with your magical life a little bit here. I love it. No, I almost I... said your real name. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. Um, but no, I, that's why my first ever. Oh, we got... we know all the real names of all the podcasters. We do. We do. We do. I love it. <laughs> Dead, silence. Dead silence. No, I think um, I completely forgot where I was going. Um, the psychological component that has to be there. You were disagreeing with yourself. The oh. more you talk about it, the more you disagree. Yes, that's yeah. why my first episode got re-recorded three times because I recorded it and I, then I sat on it for a couple of days and I went, I don't agree with anything I said, <laughs> so I re-recorded the whole thing. But no, I. Well, that's why it's good to sort of talk it out. But I do think that you have to believe full heartedly, wholeheartedly, uh-huh. whatever, that it not that it might happen. You have to really believe that it is going to happen. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. So I don't I don't know that I agree that it's the magnification of probability because probability still has a question to it. Probability is just well, it's I think, more I likely think, that it I mean, will happen, can, but it could still not happen. You can you magnify have to get into your head that no, no matter what, this is going to happen. Period. Well, I mean, I, I don't think that it was like the magnification of probability by one third. I mean, there wasn't a number to it. I mean, I think it's... But see, anytime it's probability, it's still possible that it's not going to happen. That's what probability is. Well, but I I agree with it to the extent that there are things that cannot happen. It does not matter how much magic you do for it. But see, that's where where it comes into choosing what you're doing magic for with a realistic perspective. Yes, and there are some really dumb people out there that do magic for really stupid out-there reasons that cannot possibly happen. Well, maybe that's why some magic doesn't work. Possibly. Some, some magic doesn't work because, the, I mean, you know, it's not possible to do that particular thing. Right. I mean, like, if you're, if you're asking for more hours at work and there are no more hours to give, if you are asking for... Well, a, no, because, see, that, no. Because assuming there's more than one person who works there, uh-huh. there's the potential for somebody else to get laid off so that you have more hours. So there's still Well, but see, I disagree, I disagree that, that your getting more hours at work spell caused somebody to get fired. I'm not saying it did. I'm saying other circumstances could have that person be fired... But they still need the hours, so you end up being the one covering the hours. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. That I have a little bit more problem wrapping my head around than wrapping my head around the acceptance of the word probability in the definition of magic. And okay. that's why we disagree sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, well, speaking of, of sometimes... That light is really hot, by the way. Oh, do you want to get a room with the light? Do you like the light no, that much? It, it is producing a very high temperature in this oh, room. Really? That's what I'm saying. Yes. I'm still kind of chilly. <laughs> okay, I'll turn it off. Either that or, you know, I'm just getting all involved in the conversation. Possibly. That could be. Yes, well, you are sitting next to fire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because you're hot. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I don't think so. Somehow I don't think so. Okay, so we were talking about, um, you know, well, acknowledging that sometimes magic doesn't work. Or I, I think that maybe the rest of the words to that sentence should be, sometimes magic doesn't work in the way you think that it works. Because I still hold on to the naive belief that magic always works. Okay. I, well, of course, the caveat to that, I think, maybe... But see, you just, you just said maybe, the opposite. Well, hold on. Maybe, maybe even the furthest sentence to do that is, magic always works... 
maybe and not in the way that you think it should if you do it correctly. And I'm not saying that there's like a right and wrong way of like, okay, the only... <laughs> no, hold on. The only way to do a prosperity spell is to light, you know, this color of green candle with this exact herb combination or whatever. I think that doing it correctly is having the faith, having the energy, having the belief that it will work, you know, sending it out there, you know, making sure that the sweet cream was was flavored um, properly. Go back to the ice cream. Well, no, but are you, would you like me to use 17 different metaphors this episode or just the one? <laughs> well, making sure that the cream has the proper flavor and sending it out, you know, properly. Is you know, having time? it delivered properly in the that, delivery truck. That's my only option. I will choose one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can pull the metaphors. I know you can. I know you can. Please right don't. out of... <laughs> Please don't because I get very confused. <laughs> I'm like, are we talking about ice cream or, like, thermodynamics? Because <laughs> I don't remember where we were going with this. We're talking about magic, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, magic. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But, we'll you know, making up. sure that, you know, properly in the sense of properly infusing your energy with the proper direction and properly sending it out, you know. So if somebody was to come up and ask you, does magic work, what would you say? Yes. Magic works. Okay. I believe because that magic that's works. what people want to know. But I, I would say, I would say, I believe that magic works. And it's sort of like saying, I believe in God. I believe in the divine. Um, I think there's a faith component to magic. There's a faith component. Yeah. I believe that magic works. Um, can I put down on paper the mathematical equation for why my prosperity spell worked? No. Can I? Can I um, uh, empirically uh, prove? the uh, scientific existence of real magic? No. And if you're out there and you say that you can... Send me the proof. I want to see it. Send, send, send us, please, the tree with the purple diamonds. As I always say, please send me the tree with no, the purple okay, diamonds. No, okay, okay, okay. I, 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 gotta, I gotta go with this, because the, the reason that people... The, this is the philosophical reason why people would say that you will never produce a tree with purple diamonds. Uh-huh. Because you know, in your mind, uh-huh. that that wouldn't happen. So you are creating doubt in your own mind, which makes it impossible for you to fully believe that it will happen, which is why it doesn't happen. See, there are some people that disagree with that. Well, if I will it to be so, then it should be so. Yes, but you were arguing with it from a philosophical point of view, and that's the philosophical argument. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I've learned to diffuse those situations (laughs) where I know that it could be argued. Where I know that there could be an argument and so you just be like, okay. Oh, sure. You. you don't want to debate with me. That's that's fantastic. I love it. No, because I really don't have much more to say on the topic. <laughs> so, um, but no, but I, you know, I believe that magic works. That's how I would say it because you cannot prove uh, empirically on paper, you know, the mathematical, scientific, whatever existence of real magic. Now there okay. there are. There have been studies and there have been all sorts of, of uh, empirical um, evidence of people being able to summon different kinds of energies. You know, um, uh, there are uh, Buddhist monks that, um, you know, they've hooked up all sorts of brain scanners and found that they use so much more of their, their brain power and, and there's this really cool energy effect that goes on that you can see through certain kinds of scans. Well, they can produce heat and sit in <clears throat> right. snow and not be, yeah. Yes, Christopher Moore. <laughs> no, but no, you're, you're, that's true. No, they can, and there there are certain things that have happened. But as far as empirically proving that when a sixteen year old girl sits down at her little 
altar with her red candle and her pink rose and all of that, it makes the boy of her dreams fall in love with her. You cannot empirically prove that. And you also can't make a good movie out of that. <laughs> no, but you can make a really fun, bad movie out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, okay, so uh, spells sometimes don't work, right? Right. What is a spell of yours that has? Um, well, I've done money spells that have worked. Um, I well, and I, I, the reason I go into there is that we say, you know, I, well, okay, if somebody if somebody came up to me and asked me, does magic work? I would say yes, I believe that magic works. What if somebody came up to you and asked that? Say, I don't know two people this weekend. <laughs> I I would say sometimes. Sometimes? Mm-hmm. So you, you do allow for the possibility that sometimes magic just flat out doesn't work? Yes. Okay. Partially because I believe that people do magic for things that can't actually physically happen. Well, I, I would so, agree with that. So if what you're, doing, that. what you're doing is magic, but it's magic intended to make something happen that could not possibly happen, you're still doing magic, but it's not going to work. And I think that goes into my ca- my my very extended series of caveats. <laughs> you have like on, a paragraph on, of caveats on on properly doing it. I mean, if you're properly doing it, you're also I would say including the doing it for something that could happen. I mean, I'm not going to wiggle my nose and make the vacuum start vacuuming my floor. I mean, that's just not if going to happen. If you figure out how to do that, let me know. I think you would do that more than I, you're so much more of like the 1950s house witch. Which you are so, so Samantha. You are so Samantha from Bewitched. <laughs> I'm so not. Samantha. You are so Samantha from Bewitched. Oh my gosh. Not really. You are. No. I wish I could wiggle my nose though. That would be really cool. I could freak people out. I could wiggle my ears. I know. I used to be able to wiggle my ears too. I have really big ears though. So. Oh please. I can fly with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is Okay, so, um, a sp- no, but, like, name a specific spell that worked. Like, a, a spell, and how did you do it, and how did you know it worked? I don't, I don't remember exactly how I did it. I had just moved to a new place. Uh-huh. And I didn't have a job, and I was in the process of looking for oh, a job. Oh, was this when you moved to, um, Tahiti? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Because anybody who listens to my show knows, oh yeah, she'd be the first one to move to Tahiti. <laughs> oh Yeah. That girl loves a tropical climate. Oh, no, this was the year that you spent, um, you lived in Italy and Indonesia and, uh, India. Stop. Jillian. (laughs) Oh, God. Then you wrote that best-selling book, wasn't that you? It's been a really, really long weekend. Okay, so you moved to a new place. I moved to a new place, and I was in the process of looking for a job, but really what I needed was money Uh right then. Uh More than I would get just by getting a job and then getting a paycheck in two weeks. Uh Uh-huh. So I did a spell for money. And I don't remember exactly what I did, mm-hmm. in all honesty. But you I did... have to do the green candle with a money sign carved in it? Quite possibly. Okay. Um, That's a pretty generic prosperity thing to yeah, do. No. Yeah, it is. Um, and, like, four days later, I got a check in the mail from a relative that had been... The check had been made out and it had been postmarked the day after I did the spell. Mm-hmm. And sure, that could be coincidence. It could be. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible that it could be. But, but that's when the, I believe that it was magic. Yeah. Okay. And so you feel that the results of your spell were that the check came. Right. And that's the result of your spell. Yes. I did a spell to get money and I got money. And so, that, but that would, and that you would say is the faith part. Or maybe even the... 
the well, psychological think, component of believing that it will work. Well, and I and think then it, recognizing those results. But I think that it also it also factors factors in the whole idea that I wasn't asking for the money to come from a specific place. Right. I wasn't asking for a specific amount of money. Even I said I need enough money to cover these things, mm-hmm. and I I just I need it, and I put that out into the universe, uh-huh. and then I got. Enough money to cover those things and then some. Now, that is that is a spell where you asked for something tangible. Right. Have you ever done a spell asking for something intangible? And and furthermore, what do you think about asking for something that is intangible? I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a spell for something that's intangible. I think it's a lot harder to tell if it actually has worked. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's when, your, example, like, that's when okay. your psychology, your mundane side of your life... It really needs to get out of the way for your magical side. Well, and I think that's that's almost because I mean when you talk about things that are intangible, you're talking about things like happiness, courage, happiness, courage, peace, peace, love. Right, exactly. Well, and love is a little bit different because that could involve another person. But I mean, just within yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you're asking for things that are very. I don't get very... happiness spells. I mean, more than anything, I don't get happiness spells. I want to be happy. Well, what is? Well, if what you're, is happy? <laughs> well, okay, but say you are suffering from depression, uh-huh. and you do a spell to help you come out of that depression and to be a happier person. I could totally see that. The problem is... But I think your so, spell is to not be depressed, not to be happy. I, I just think happy has okay, become such see, a generic term. Sorry. It okay. really has nothing to do with this conversation. Well, but that... No, it does, because what you're doing is you're saying, are you doing a spell for a positive outcome, or are you doing a spell to avert a negative side effect? Uh-huh. And I think there's a difference there. Well, and that's that the problem with the do... intangibility of some of these, these but spells. See, but see, that also has to do with how you would construct the spell and what the ultimate goal of the spell is. And some people would say you should never do a spell not to do something. You huh. should do a spell to do the opposite. Well, I think, and the, well, that sort of goes back to, I think, possibly, and you might disagree with me, that whole idea of, you know, the universe doesn't understand a double negative. You know, I, I don't want... To you know, I I want to not smoke anymore or something like the the universe doesn't understand negatives. I want to not smoke anymore. I want to not smoke anymore. And what the universe is hearing is, I want to smoke. Well, and, and I'm not sure I would go quite that far, but I think there is something to the idea of putting positive energy out. Yeah. And I think if what you're doing is, you know, to use your example, I want to be a healthier person, uh-huh. and that means that I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. I think that would, I mean, that's the ultimate goal, is to be healthier. It's kind of like with with weight loss magic. What do you really want to do? Yes, you want to lose weight, but fundamentally, hopefully, you want to be a healthier person. Yeah. So instead of, I mean, there's, and there's, I mean, we could go on and on and on about this. Well, but I think that you, you brought up a really good point earlier about doing magic for the long-term goal, but also taking care of maybe possibly magically the short-term goals as well. Yeah, absolutely. I want to graduate college in four years. You know, I'm doing success magic for my college degree. Right. But I'm doing money magic to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing... I'm doing... uh, Learning uh, charms to help me study and... I'm invoking the power of the sloth to make sure that I take care of my own personal needs. While getting all of the things I need to, I mean, you know, you're you're taking care of the little things along the way, and still doing your success magic for the very end. Well, and I think that's probably because most of the things that we really want are more than just I want a this. 
Yeah. It's there's t- there's lots and lots of little things. Though I would like a Volkswagen in- Bug if any of you would like. Why to Why does me that one. not surprise me? I a, can totally a green Bug convertible if you don't mind. Thank you. You wouldn't be able to fit five people in that. I don't need to fit five people in it. I need to fit a me. You fit five people in your car this weekend. It was great fun, from what I heard. Yes, but I need to. I need to just fit a me in this car. I don't really so much care if I can fit Corey and Jillian and Jillian's mate and <laughs> and my partner. <laughs> I don't really so much care about all them. I would like to fit me. And okay, okay, but so, okay, so let's just use that example. Okay, oh, okay. So, so you want to get a car? I would like you to get a car. Okay, a different car. So that is your. end I like my car, but I want the other car. Okay, would you stop? Yes. Okay, so that's your end goal. Green. <laughs> that's my end goal. Sorry. <laughs> that's your end goal is to get a new car, and you have a specific car in mind, right? Yes. Okay, so there's certain things that you can do to get to that point. So you right. can still do magic that the end result be you get this car, uh-huh. but you're going to need money. Uh-huh. Right? A specific amount of money. So you could do either, you know, a generic, I need this amount of money, uh-huh. or you could do, you know, I mean, if you really want to work for it, I wouldn't. See, but here's the thing, and I think what we're, the, basically the, the quick and dirty point is, you need to recognize what you really want, and you also need to recognize how to get there. Yes, and that's very important. I mean, it's... I mean, you need to understand that magic isn't, you know, to use the phrase... Just like magic, you know, yeah. with a snap, you're not going to wiggle your nose and have it happen. Right. Magic requires work. Magic requires both magic and mundane. And it does require realism. And you have, yes. you, there is, you know, I mean, if what your goal is, is to graduate from college, mm-hmm. you can't do that overnight. Right. It's going to take a specific amount of time. Right. But you can do things along the way. As well as working on what the end result will be. Right. You can make your short term more comfortable until you reach your end goal. But at the same time, uh, during your short term, you're also working towards that end goal. Right. I mean, I really think that that's where a lot of people... And that's what I mean by letting your mundane life get out of the way of your magic. Right. I mean, you, you need to recognize that there is more to magic than being just like magic. Or lighting the candles, saying the words, and then that being it. You know, sending right. that out there and that being it. That's the one first, last, and only time. Okay, so I mean, use, use a different example other than getting a thing. Um, uh, healing magic, healing, uh-huh. and some people, you know, I, let's just go ahead and avert the controversy of whether one can actually do healing magic and whether you need to get permission. Just say you're doing healing magic. Yes. Healing my grandmother. Um, you know, I, I am, oh, even easier healing a child. You are the parent healing a child. Okay. I'm going to do my healing magic. I'm going to light my blue candle or bless some water or something like that or whatever, whatever your healing magic of choice is. Mm-hmm. You do that, mm-hmm. but you also take care of your child in the sense that I'm going to take him to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, feed him the chicken noodle soup. Right. I'm going to let him. You know, I'm not going to make him go to school where a he could infect other people. Mm-hmm. B his immune system doesn't have enough time to catch up and 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 clear right. his body out of all the toxins. I might continue to still do my magic though, mm-hmm. but I'm going to sink my mundane and my, you know I'm going to get my mundane doubt out of the way. I'm going to get my mundane you know, whatever out of the way, I'm going to get my psychological disbelief out of the way so that my magic can work, but I'm also going to sink my mundane and my psychological belief and all of those things up with the magic. I'm going to sink it up with that goal. I'm going to gear my mundane life towards that goal. I'm going to gear my, uh, uh, gear my psychological belief of, you know, the things that I'm doing are helping my child. And, you know, you know, none of this is going to hurt. It's all going to help. It's all going to work. My child is going to get better. Right. 
And then the magical is also that, you know, I'm doing, I'm sending my own personal energy. I'm sending this healing energy to my child and all of it gears together to make a result. Well, and if you're looking at something like, you know, a very serious illness or a long-term illness, your end goal, going back to what I was saying, could be this person is healthy. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I need to reduce the fever. I need to, you know, right. um, you know, decrease the amount of pain. I need to, whatever. There's, there's you know, other things that you could also do magic for in the short term, as well as following the mundane, going to the doctor and eating the soup. And, you know, I mean, it all sort of works together. And I think that's when you have really, truly successful magic, it's when you do incorporate it into your whole life. It's not Mm -hmm. just, you know, you walk around all day, every day going, oh, my life sucks, my life sucks. And then you go home and you, you know light your yellow candle and go, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, yeah. I'm going to wake up But if you walk around with happy. that inner mantra of exactly. my life sucks, everything sucks. And, but that is what I mean about getting your mundane crap out of the way to let your magic work. And I think that's, And simultaneously syncing it up. And I think that's a big part of what the psychological component in magic is. Right. Is working on a mundane level I think the psychological, Along I think the sort the of goal. psychological is maybe in the middle. You know, if like, if, if it's like a little triangle, a little pyramid, maybe the psychological is at the, the top part, believing that the magic will work and syncing your mundane life, your mundane practice up to mirror that magical result. You know, if I want to be, no, if I want to be physically I'm fit. Not, I'm not laughing at you. No, what? Don't like triangles? No. No, you said that, and as you were explaining that, I was like, okay, the witch's pyramid is to, to, to be, or to, to will, and to dare, and to know, and to keep silent, and which one of those matches up with what you're saying? Uh, no, but... I'm tired. Uh, but, okay, taking the psychological component and mm-hmm. saying, okay, I believe, the psychological belief that your magic will work, but psychologically also gearing your mundane life to your magical result. It's all getting to a result. And saying, okay, my psychology, my, my psychological, um, you know, control, I'm going to believe this, and also I'm going to mentally alter my mundane life. If I want to be more healthy, my psycho- you know, my, my, psycho- my mind is going to uh, believe that my magic is going to help me get more healthy, and my mundane practices are going to be, you know, I'm going to gear them up with the same result. I'm going to work out more. I'm going to eat uh, healthier, not necessarily eat less, not necessarily eat differently, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm mm-hmm. going to do all these practices. And my magic is also assisting. Right. My magic, I don't know what it's doing. You know, my magic might actually be making my calories burn faster. It might be giving me the will to want to go to the gym more. It might be doing whatever X, but it's all gearing towards becoming healthier. It's all geared towards making my grandmother healthy. It's all geared towards getting my college degree. It's geared towards getting the car. Right. But it's syncing your magic and your mundane up with a result. You can't leave it up to one or the other. Right. Um, I had a really great question, and then I started making a point. <laughs> and waving your arms around. And waving my arms. <laughs> and now I feel like I should be like a flight attendant. The exits are here, oh, here, and say, here. I was going to say drum major. Here. Oh, there we go. I'm the drum major. I'm conducting the magic. There we go. Um, okay, so sometimes magic doesn't work. Sometimes magic does work. I don't remember. Maybe I'll get back to it. I don't know. I gave an example of a spell that worked. You do it. Oh, me? You do it, too. Oh, me. Okay. Because um, you haven't been talking long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um... Let's see, a spell that worked. Gosh, like an individual spell that worked. Yep. 
Well, I mean, okay, uh, I was recently asked, um, hey, can you help me do a spell to get, uh, you know, X amount of money at work? Mm-hmm. And um, waited till the full moon, uh, you, know, at, be, be, you know, just, never mind, correspondence this episode, different day. <laughs> <laughs> Won't even get into all of my beliefs about correspondences. Waited till the full moon. Because uh, it was like two days later, so I just figured, hey, why not? Um, it won't hurt anything. Wait, well, wait until the full moon, did my normal full moon ritual that I do, and then I did this prosperity spell. Um, uh, but it, it was interesting, I actually also did intercessory prayer, but I did two. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't just do intercessory prayer, and I didn't just do magic, I did both. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Literally, like, the next day, day after, um, I was told, hey, you know, just FYI, I got the exact amount of money that I was wanting to get. Mm-hmm. So, that was good. Very cool. It was fantastic. That's awesome. But, uh, excellent! <laughs> and just so you're aware, every podcaster is going to be saying excellent an awful lot for, like, the next month. Oh, there's going to be the nog, there's going to be excellent, and I will guarantee you, you will hear the phrase, pyrokinesis... Is better than no kinesis at all. I always say. (laughs) Several times. Many, many, many times. Yes. Oh, goodness. So, um, let's see. What else about magic? There's a lot of things to talk about magic. There are. There are. Um, What do you think about tools and stones and things like that as far as magic? I don't think they're necessary for everybody. But I don't think it hurts anything. Okay. I think there are some people, it, it's almost, I'm trying to think what it would be like. And I'm not as good at analogies as you are. I don't know. I like all the stuff. Mm-hmm. I like stuff. I'm very tactile. I like all the little, I like the herbs and the rocks and the candles and the, all the, all the little stuff. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessary. I think it's one of those things that gets you in the mindset where you can create the energy, mm-hmm. where you can raise the energy. And I don't think everybody needs it. Mm-hmm. And I think there are plenty of people who use it who don't need it. But it's I, to me, it's one of those things that you use it because you like it, mm-hmm. not because it's necessary. I'm really still trying to remember that great new topic about magic that I was going to say. <laughs> so you didn't hear anything I, was I just magic. said? No, I did. I was oh, listening. Okay. Tactile and all of that good business. I really cannot remember that <laughs> for the life of me. I don't know. I'll remember it like next Thursday, like at four o'clock in the morning and I'll wake up and say, Argh! No, you'll remember it as soon as I actually leave your as house? Soon as, we, as, we, as soon as we stop record because I'm not going to go back and edit it and put it back in. Well, no, it'll be because I leave. Yeah. Because as if, soon you, as you, yeah. if you hit stop record... And, I, and we walk out the room and you go, oh my God, I remember it. You're going to want to come back in here and, and finish it. Yes, I will. Yeah. but it, So it'll be when I leave. Yes. Yes, it will. I think there is. Do you think there's a Murphy's Law for magic? What do you mean? Well, Murphy's Law. Oh, anything know. that can happen will happen? Yes. Anything that can happen will no, happen? No, that's not what I'm, no. Are you talking no. about Occam's Racer? No, 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 no. No, Murphy's Law. Like the car doesn't make the noise when you take it to the mechanic. Or, you know, all, all those little... What do you mean? Like, like, um, like, give me an instance of Murphy's Law. Like, the car doesn't make that noise when you take it to the mechanic. In magic, I mean. Um, 
I don't know. I'm too tired. I mean, I there's know. there's no engine in magic to not take to the mechanic and have noise or whatever. It okay. That's one of those things that was a great it wor- idea. It worked in your head, didn't it? <laughs> it totally. That did. was fabulous in your head. It was awesome in my head. It was amazing, and then it came out and. It died. It, 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 right there. There's a few pieces of it on the carpet, still yeah. there, from where it died. Yeah. Well, see, I thought you would it. have. I thought you would have a better grasp of Murphy's Law. I didn't realize I was going to have to. No, I, I know Murphy's Law, but I'm. I was stumped as to how you were using it for magic. Well, no, I, I think it's a very mundane thing. Well, but could it apply to magic? That's what I'm saying. Anything that can happen will happen. I think it's actually anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Which is sort of a magical idea, actually. Again, it's skewing the it's skewing probability. Well, uh, okay. I think it maybe applies in the sense of if you are not focused on your true desire, then it will go wrong. If nice! I, nice! I right. Like if 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 I um, really really want to, uh, if if okay, if I'm doing a spell to, well, here's I mean, this is a really easy example. If I'm doing a spell to get more money, mm-hmm. and my true desire is to open up my own business. Mm-hmm then I should actually not be doing magic to make more money. Or that should not be the only magic. Or, you know, I should not be confusing my goal of making money in the short term with my actual goal of opening up my own business. Yes, that might take care of the short term, but I need to be recognizing, you know, when maybe some of it fails or when my mundane, or I think that's possibly... Or would it be in the phrasing? Because you could still do a spell to make more money. And your end result would still be opening up a shop. Well, that's true, but you just, also need to recognize... I think I need to make more money so that I can get to this place. I think that's the psychology part of it. I think that maybe Murphy's Law comes into the psychology part of it, the psychology and the mundane parts of, you know, the whole end of the magical result. Mm-hmm. You need to be recognizing that, okay, I'm doing this money magic, I'm doing this money magic, but for some reason, psychologically, I still feel like I'm not getting ahead. I still feel like right. I'm not doing what I want to be able to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Possibly the way, possibly you need to be understanding, that's why I say get your psychology, get your mundane out of the way so that you can sync it all up. Um, get the doubt out of the way. I think that you need to be realized, you also need to be realizing that the reason that you feel like you're not getting ahead is because you're, you're not getting actually any closer to where you want it to be because you're not recognizing, I need to be doing this money success magic for this short term so that I can get to this long term. Right. Right. I would agree with that. Yes. So saith we. Yay! We are Correct. We are never wrong, ever. I will allow you. Velma just said that. That wasn't me. <laughs> I will allow you to take She's a vent- full, full responsibility for that comment. She's a ventriloquist. She is. She just altered that. It was her voice. She manipulated GarageBand with her mind. She twitched her nose. I will hit you again. Please don't. Oh, God. Please don't. See, this is why you don't want to do a show in the same room with me. Uh, that, but yes, actually, yes. This is the exact reason why I do not want to do a show with you in the room. Um, you want to respond to feedback? Sure. Like one specific bit of feedback? You're more than welcome to, to bring that up if that's something you want to bring up. 
Okay, um, after the last show, uh, we actually got mostly sort of positive feedback. About, we actually got more suggestions. We, we got more suggestions on the... Pagan um, stereotypes. Yeah, on the pagan stereotypes. Uh, I, I really liked one that... Um, oh, came through. Oh, it wasn't in the joint account. I think it was mine. Uh, oh, the quantum... The, the quantum pagan? Yes. That was fabulous. The quantum physics pagan. The quantum physics pagan. That was yes. that was phenomenal. Oh, do I have it? <laughs> no Basically way. what it says is you forgot one, the quantum physics pagan. Yeah, well, there were who two. Always, who always wants to talk about how magic is just quantum physics. Which uh, is possible. It could be. I don't know. Well, the, the, the person that tries to scientifically explain away... Um, well, scientifically explain magic. Yeah. Because the idea is quantum physics can explain how magic works. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have no idea where it is. Whatever. I don't know. It it's doesn't okay. matter. Do the other one. Okay, but the big piece of feedback that we really wanted to talk to was apparently a miscommunication on the message <clears throat> of the last yeah. show. Which, to be fair, we thought was pretty obvious. Yeah, we, we, we thought was fairly obvious, and for the most part, pretty much everybody else seemed to get the point that we were making. Yes. So it was, it was very odd. We got a series of two comments from the same person. Should we say who it is? That, that, I will leave that up to you. So there's J.O. Scully from Witchery of One. <laughs> and if you hate us now, I don't care. Um, well, he put no. He put the, the comment on the Podbean site for everybody to see. So he, I don't. He did. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. It's not just email. Yeah, it's not anything that it's. But it's interesting, and it's interesting because the comment that he put on Podbean. And the email that he sent us are different. And they're not... <clears throat> what I found interesting about it was it wasn't two separate things. It was a first version and a second version of the same statement. Yeah, but then, well, but the second one was more extended and a little bit more understanding. Yes. The first one was quite angry, I would say, in tone. Would you say... I, angry? Yeah. yeah, well, maybe not angry, but definitely not happy. Ticked. Yes. Pissed. Something along those lines. Uh, anyways, J.O. Scully says, Holy mackerel, was there anyone not offended, big capital letters, even just a little bit by this episode? You left no pagan stereotype stone unturned. But I'm not sure what the point was. Are you trying to transform the pagan community to be, I don't know, just right? Should we act, dressed, and talk just right? If so, where is there room for just being different? Consciously, unashamedly different. What is wrong with that? Are you, Firelight and Velma, just right? I don't know. I got the sense that I was listening to a couple of people who were pointing fingers and denigrating and deriding the other kids sitting down to lunch in the high school cafeteria. P.S. In big capital letters with lots of exclamation points. I love patchouli. Response, Thelma? Uh, well, Before res- we get this to the second version. My response would be, clearly, there was a lot that was missed. Yes. About our conversation. Because the initial comment seems to be forgetting this whole, yes, there's the stereotype, and then there's the way to incorporate well, that, okay. what you're wanting to do in a much better light. Okay, and to be fair, that was that was where you were coming from with it. Uh-huh. Where I was coming from with the conversation, and I think I made this pretty clear, was there are all these stereotypes. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Right. The problem is that a lot of people who fall into various stereotype categories 
think that everybody else has to be exactly like them. Well, and I was coming from that. In order to be pagan. Well, and you were you were giving examples of opposing stereotypes. Right. And what I'm saying right. is no matter what stereotype you're in, and let's face it, we're all in one. Oh, yeah. Or multiple. Yeah. You know, stereotype group. But the problem is when you say you have to be my stereotype to be pagan. Exactly. You have to be my stereotype to be X, whatever exactly. it is, whatever exactly. group you're it's in. It's the same problem that I have with Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons. It's not that I have any problem with your message. The problem that I have is that you tell me that I have to be just like you in order to be a good person. And we and said that, that several times. And that is my issue. That was an over two hour long episode and we said it several times. Well, and, and, if you, and if you want to be different, consciously, unashamedly different, that is absolutely fine with me. Just don't say that you have to be the same exact kind of consciously, unashamedly different as right. I am in order to be pagan. Exactly. You do not have to be the gaudy pagan to be pagan. Right. I can be the gaudy pagan. And that's that doesn't okay. mean you have to be, but you should not, as the gaudy pagan, be saying, well, if you're not dressed and all of the... And yes, we will admit, there was a certain poking fun at the stereotypes at the same time. That's what stereotypes are. But we were making fun. But the reason that we talked about ev- you're right, there was no stereotype unturned. Except that there were, because we got emails with a yes. whole bunch of other ones that we hadn't even thought of. But the thing is, <laughs> the reason that we did so many is because we're trying to say, listen, we're all part of a stereotype. We are. We're all something. And, there's the, and there were two points that were made. One, please don't say that I have to be your stereotype in order to be pagan. And two... You can be your stereotype and not throw it in other people's faces. You don't have to make it a weapon. You don't have to be the gaudy pagan and shove the paganness down the other shoppers at Walmart's throats right. or whatever. You know, you don't have to uh, be the know-it-all and shove your knowledge down other people's throats. You because can be... really you don't have to shove anything down anybody's throat. You right. don't have to push it down other people's throats who don't agree with you. Right. Who are not part of the pagan community. And you don't have to push it down other pagans' throats telling them that they have to be just like you. Yes. But were we also sort of... And, and, and we're both admitting, were we poking fun at the stereotypes? Yes, but we poked fun at absolutely every single stereotype we could possibly think of. Yes. And when and you do it... And even admitted that we were several of we, those. We are several of those stereotypes. <laughs> Together and separately, we are several of those stereotypes. between the two of, the, the two of us, we're we probably, almost all of we them. We could, and at some point, have been all of them. Probably. I'm sure. But um, to say that we're trying to, I don't know, cull out the, you know, all of the stereotypes and we all have to be cookie-cutter people, you missed something. Like the point. Yeah. Well, then there was a second version. <laughs> yes, there was a second edited version of the same email. That, which which included smiley faces and winky faces this time. Yes. Yeah, which was interesting. Um, and do you want to read the whole thing or do you want to just read what's different? Uh, well, and, and in exactly all fairness, in all fairness, this was a whole day later when he sent this. So he had a whole day to sort of calm down yes. and really think about the episode. Yes. Um, I don't think you need to read the whole thing. Just read what's different. Yeah. Uh, well, the first paragraph is the same. Right. Uh, and then it says, are you Firelight and Velma just right? Which, no, we're not. And we said so. No. We also said so in the episode. Yes. That we are those stereotypes as well and have been at one point or another. And then he said, thank you for offering the positive flip side, but it all seems so conditional. Sure, dress up all gaudy, but only during a Sabbath, otherwise dress appropriately. Uh, my paganism allows for freedom from certain expectations of the overculture. Sorry if that strikes you as being holier than thou or pious. No, it strikes me as being the, um, 
the anti-establishment pagan, but we'll go on from there. <laughs> it feels to me like you are working your asses off to squeeze something which is essentially countercultural into your own middle class, middle of the road, and buttoned down worldview. <laughs> Continue. Sorry, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> All right. Um, do you really think that your efforts are going to cleanse neo-paganism of its wackier elements? Will your efforts succeed in making the pagan community more wise? Your version of the wise pagan, who is essentially unrecognizable from the rest of the majority culture because they do not, they, because they dare not act or dress or talk unconventionally, seems to be lacking something integral. The trickster element. But before we get to the second paragraph, can I just say I love that I, as the 24-year-old gay kid, gay Democrat kid with his life partner, live-in live life partner, I am the middle-class, middle-of-the-road cookie-cutter guy. I love that. But no, see, what my... Okay, my issue with... <laughs> Are you going to be all right? I'm going to be okay. You're like just, turning red. I just love that, that I am normal. I'm, I'm the normal guy. I, I, I enjoy that. Okay. No, but see, my, my, um, my argument with this is <laughs> you're assuming that paganism by nature has to be counterculture. Which, which is sort of the point we were making about saying, well, and, you know, my pagan has to, my paganism has to be the way... Right. And from a religious perspective, yes, it is, you know, it's not the norm. It's not something that is considered, you know, average, everyday kind of thing. But there are plenty of average, everyday kind of people who do it. Right. So automatically saying that because your faith is something that is not average, everyday something, then you as a person automatically have to mold yourself into this image of what it... It just doesn't make any sense but, well, to But me. likewise, I mean, on the complete flip side, I hit, you know, when I used to go to... Uh, when I was in, like, Christian youth group and we would go to these conventions and stuff like that... Oh, they've got their freaks, too. No, uh, that's the thing. You can be part of the mainstream, air quotes, religion and be the tattooed, blue-haired, freaky hipster that mm -hmm. smokes pot and reads slam poetry down at the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you can be so super edgy and cool and totally be Mr. Christian guy... <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's... Well, and, okay, and my my dad reads, or l listens to all of the podcasts that I do, because he's my daddy and he loves me, um, but he was telling me after he listened to that episode, he was like, you know, that, these various stereotypes exist in every section uh -huh. of society. Uh -huh. It is not just the pagans, you uh -huh. know? I mean, if you were to look at any... Any subsect of society, you're going to have stereotypes within that subsect of society. Mm -hmm. It's not like this is just us. Um, now, I'll just go ahead and finish out the email just so we can uh, continue. Uh, he says, I admit to being a not-in-your-face freakster. I do not dress, act, or talk in a way that screams, look how pagan I am. In many ways, I'm quite conservative, but I'm very accepting of those who are more inclined to seem just a bit, well, crazy. Many of them carry the trickster energy, even if they don't know it, which is essential to shaking up our conventional thinking. In fact, I think that without this wacky element, modern paganism faces the danger of becoming locked into this or that thinking and bogged down by conventional dogma. I love that it's sort of a lot of air quotes big words, and it, it, there's I don't know that there's too much of a point to that last sentence there. Um, well, I, no, I, 
I this this become locked into this or that thinking and bogged down by conventional dogmatism. But see, this this is where I have a real issue with this because and then he then, he, is, then he went on with the we're the we're the cool kids at the lunch right. table pointing our fingers. But right. then he said, "I love I love thanks for the great thought provoking show. I love it nearly as much as I love patchouli, which is a very different ending yes. than the other one." But I think would you go back, please? Yes. <laughs> but I think the the problem is when he's talking about. Um, Oh, uh, where did it go? Um, no, don't move it again. Hold on. Um, thank you. That totally threw me off. <laughs> I almost found it. Okay. Um, where he says, I think that without this wacky element, modern paganism faces the danger of being locked into this or that thinking and bogged down by conventional dogmatism. Who neither said one, we wouldn't neither, be wacky? Neither one of us has have ever ever said you can't be wacky. The problem is not everybody has to be wacky. And I even sort of made the point about um, like your your discussion of Dorothy Morrison about how when you met her, sure she wasn't this in your face flavor flavor size pentacle spiral you know Lori Cabot kind of chick. Mm-hmm. But there was something very witchy about her. There was something. Yeah. There was the trickster element. I mean, there was this whole. There's something very witchy. She comes off as witchy. There's something very metaphysical about her. There's something very spiritual. You can tell she's a witchy folk. Does that mean that you have to look like Dorothy Morrison? Does that have to? Does that mean that you have to wear just a simple black dress and just have this inner witchiness about you? Absolutely not. Does it mean though that all kinds of people can be witchy folk? And it also doesn't mean that you have to shove the witchy down other people's throats. And it doesn't mean that your crazy witchy has to be the exact same kind of crazy witchy that I am. Well, and I and I almost sort of resent the fact that. His statement that he is very accepting of those who are more inclined to because be we're not. crazy. <laughs> because the whole point that I was trying to make anyway, and I think I said this a number of times, is why can't we all just get along? We need to be more accepting yes, of everybody. Yes, we almost said kumbaya on the last episode. <laughs> but no, we, we as a community need to be more accepting of everybody. And part of being accepting is understanding that not everybody is just like you and that's okay. And I would just like to, uh, and, um, there's a, 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 you know, I started this movement earlier in the year called Project Pagan Enough. And back then, J.O. Scully had a whole article <laughs> about Project Pagan Enough. And there are parts of it that are, that seem to be, at least now, even more amplified in his email. But it's just, it's, it was interesting that he, he went back to sort of the same exact, um, Wording, um, he says, movements like Firelight's Project Pagan Enough seem like an attempt at further mainstreaming paganism. There seems to be a growing movement within pagan podcasting itself that presents itself as normal radio quality shows put out by people who've worked in radio. Their edgy and urbane delivery just screams, look how normal I am. Now, while I can uh, while I can respect people's need to present themselves as normal people who just happen to be pagan, I have a need to do that. I have a need to be normal. Okay. Um, it seems to be pointing fingers and sneering derisively at those who do don fairy wings and roller skates. While I hold the conservatism of the likes of Gardner and Valiant, with some respect, I also equally uh, accept the contributions of those, particularly from the 60s, who wave their freak flags proudly. Not sure I really care either way when it comes right down to it. I might feel inclined to put up a Project Pagan Enough banner if there were a counter-project banner like Project Pagan Weirdos or some such. And... I, but just that statement proves that you totally, absolutely, 100% miss the, point. miss the point. You're missing the point. The point of Project Pagan Enough is that, I, I like I was telling you earlier, this weekend, 
perfect example of Project Pay Enough. Absolutely. Perfect example. We can sit down. Um, Isaac and I had a fantastic uh, conversation um, in the car ride to, uh, to dinner about, or uh, somewhere. We were in the car talking about um, definitions of veganism. He disagreed with mine. I uh, disagreed with his. We had a fantastic discussion about it um, and still went to dinner together. I didn't judge him. I didn't say that he wasn't pagan because he didn't fit into my definition of paganism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't say, well, you have to be this way or you have to be that way. I didn't make any judgments about his. We could sit down. We could talk about the definition of paganism. We could have a, a disagreement on metaphysics and spirituality and magical use and it, whatever the case may be at the time. We can have a disagreement. But at the end of the day, we can still agree, you know, we're, it's a community. We're all part of the same community. We're all just sort of in this together and nobody knows anything thing for sure. What you dress like, what you smell like, what you act like, maybe even your definition of paganism, just because it differs from mine. And I even said this uh, in there, and I've gotten a lot of heat for this. Well, you do know the definition of pagan. Well, as far as the defini- the colloquial definition of pagan, that pagans mean when they say pagan, mm-hmm. there is no set definition for that. Right. Yes, there is something in the dictionary, but so many of us disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like saying, well, what is the meaning of life? Well, I can look the word of life up in the dictionary. <laughs> I can yes. look the word life up in the dictionary. Does that mean it is the meaning of life? I mean, you know, does that mean that it is the, the definition of pagan? Just because we can look it up in the dictionary and say, oh, well, it's a, you know, it is a religion that, um, it, you know, depending on how updated your dictionary is, it's a religion that's not one of the main three, or it's a religion that's not one of the main ten, or it's a religion that, you know, is, is you know, neo-paganism or whatever. Right. Um, just because that's the, what's in the dictionary doesn't necessarily mean that that's exactly the definition. And that's, that's the thing that we talked about in the very first episode is the definitions are constantly evolving yes. given the society that they are in and the way that the word is being used. There is no set definition of pagan. Um, so we can disagree on that. We can disagree on a lot of things. We don't have to dress the same. We don't have to act the same. But at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that we have to say that one another has to be this way or has to be that way in order to be pagan. And, you know, this is something that uh, Jillian and I were talking about. Different context, but same sort of idea is we need to get over this whole, well, uh, you know, you need to get over some of the more glitzy aspects of something and get to the meat of the message. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she and I were talking about privilege, but, you know, you, you need to get around the idea. You know, it, it's not about mainstreaming anybody. The, the reason that I brought mainstream in and, and look and smell and just because I said, sure, you can uh, wear Prada and still be pagan. Just because there were mainstream aspects of it, yes, that's that's my viewpoint because, you know, well, I, I, I'm not very mainstream in most people's eyes. I don't know how I'm mainstream in yours. But, um, you know, th- there are more mundane elements to what I was saying just because I'm a little bit more of a mundane person. But the, the, the heart of the, the, the issue is I don't have to be your brand of pagan to be pagan. Right. And this weekend was a perfect example of that. We all come from very different backgrounds. We all mm-hmm. look and smell and, and dress differently. We listen to very different music. We listen to all sorts, you know, we do all sorts of different things. We practice in very different ways. We still all sat down and ate pizza together. We still sat there and summoned the nog together. You know, we had a great time. We had a fantastic, and we can have these great discussions and recognize that they're just discussions and nobody actually knows anything for sure. Yeah. And we can, you know, we can and test theories. nobody has theories. to be right. Nobody has to be right. Nobody has to be right. You know, there doesn't have to be a be-all, end-all way to be. And so I don't understand where 
you know, and if you're also one of those listeners that uh, that agreed with J.O. Scully's um, definition uh, or, or idea of our last episode and of Project Pagan Enough and ideas like that in general, mm-hmm. then I, I need you to understand that you are missing the point. Yeah. You you are missing the point. There, the, the point is that you don't have to be a certain way The point is, to be. I'm okay, you're okay, we're, we're all okay. <laughs> You know, and, and we're totally fine with letting your freak flag fly. That's We're fine. totally fine. Just, A, um, don't be surprised, and please don't be all pissed off and angry when you're waving your freak flag while working at Costco, <laughs> and people stare at you funny and talk about you. Yeah. I mean, please don't be surprised, and please don't be angry. And that hasn't ha- doesn't have anything to do with being pagan. That has to do with society in general, points and laughs. Yes. That's how society is. And also, please don't say that your freak flag has to look like my freak flag. Because we all have a freak flag. Even the most buttoned-down, in-your-mind, conservative, middle-class, mundane, whatever person has a freak flag of their own. Okay, just think of all the politicians who have gotten caught in all of these very bizarre sex scandals. They've got freak flags. Lots of freak flags. Oh, yeah. Like to get spanked with freak flags, apparently, sometimes. And they are considered by society... Average, normal... Or they put the face on of average, normal, mundane, whatever. You don't know what goes on in people's houses. I mean, you know, well, maybe, I don't know, he might be super witch. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to (laughs) know. You can do whatever you want in your house. And you know what? I can do whatever I want in mine. And apparently in mine. (laughs) Because you're in mine. You invited me over. (laughs) Oh, God. Does that mean you'll, like, show up now? You'll, like, appear? You would well, love I, that. I've been invited in. <laughs> you would love that. It's like vampire diaries in here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still I'm still stewing on the whole. Well, I, 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 we've been stewing over that for a while. No, I'm stewing over something different. Oh, what? I'm stewing over the fact that, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously a dig at me talking about these podcasters who used to be radio people. And can I just say, the podcasters that used to be radio people equaled two shows. Two shows and really... Like, the other show wasn't, like, an everyday radio show. It was, like, a special thing that they did for a little while. Pagan Hooligans, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the two peep, two shows have hosts with radio backgrounds. And you know, if, I, <laughs> if my sound quality is too good for you, you can just not listen to my fucking show. Okay? I'm, I mean, it's, <laughs> I love that he's, like, thinking about like sound quality. How is that crazy? With your with your good sound quality, you're trying to say, "How look how normal I am." Nobody's trying to say, "Look how normal I am." Please be normal like me. I mean, no. that's, I, <laughs> I mean, would you consider yourself normal? I just I I thought it was hilarious that I was considered normal. I'm not normal. I mean, I, gosh, nobody that I met this weekend is normal, but I think every everybody I met this weekend is totally pagan enough. I totally think that everybody is is. I think but, you know, honestly, I think I think normal is one of those things that nobody really is. No, nobody's normal. I mean... Nobody's even, normal. Nobody. Nobody. Because normal is society's idea of what everybody else is like. Now, the crowd that gathered this weekend, were we going to turn heads because we looked like uh, some sort of, like, walking uh, uh, homage to, I don't know, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, like... Goth no. out and flavor flavor pentacles and whatever. No, no. I mean, are are we going to get pointed at and laughed at? Maybe not. Probably, but maybe not. 
I mean, but did that take away from anybody's level of being witchy? No. Did everybody else... I mean, I, I definitely got a very witchy vibe from everybody. I mean, you know, everybody sort of dressed in, you know, sort of a witchy manner. You know, there was lots of fun little black outfits going on or cute little whatever this, that, or the other. But I don't know that anybody... Threw anything down anybody's throats. Nobody. I only was... saw one pentacle the whole weekend. Although I am wearing my pentacle socks. Do you like them? Salem. What does that say? I say Salem, MA, because that's where I bought them. Salem, MA. Oh, Salem, Mass. Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, Salem, uh, Massachusetts. I thought it was Salem, Ma. <laughs> no. Salem. Ah. No, but they're little. They're little black socks with white pentacles. They're on cute. Them. I love them. Oh God! Look how normal you are. They're 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 my ritual socks. Or look how look how anti-normal you are. Or something because you have. I know sitting here in jeans and a sweater, I'm, but I have pentacle socks on, so I must be a rebel. I, I just I don't know. Uh, it's ridiculous. It, it it was a little ridiculous, and I, I think that you probably need to go back and re-listen to that, and you need to reread Project Pagan. I mean, you just need to understand that nobody's trying to say please be normal like us. Because first of all, it, it makes me really really laugh. I mean, the first time that I read it, I laughed a lot. I mean, being told, oh, God, I'm so normal, I'm so normal, I'm so normal. I would never in a million years have ever considered myself normal. I mean, especially given my background. I mean, how often I was made fun of, how often I was beaten up, how often, you know, I've had problems at work because I was so different. I mean, I would never in a million years say I'm so normal. I mean, just because I am not outwardly, like, tattooing my face with a head-sized pentacle tattoo and wearing black robes to work. I mean, if that's what you're considering countercultural and that's what you're considering, you know, the freak flag, then that's a weird flag. But what I find interesting is in the email, he specifically says, I am not somebody who does that. Yeah. But, But then he said, well, but I'm still fine with it. We never said that we weren't fine. No. That's... I'm okay. You're, you're okay. okay. We're, We're all okay. okay. Just don't say that I have to be you're okay in order to be okay. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, thanks for the email. <laughs> um, we we love all feedback. It's great. I actually really did like this because nope. I think it. I think it. It gives us a chance to clear it up, just in case anybody missed the point too. Yeah. I mean, you know. But the only reason I just thought it was interesting was he's been missing the point, apparently, since, like, May. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of, of this. So just understand that what we're trying to do is say, you know, you, you, it's a totally different thing than apparently what you thought. So, yay. Um, anything else? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, okay, bandwidth. Yeah, we're getting that fixed. Yeah. Um, buy the book. Let's see, Brian sent us an email. Oh, that's email. a whole discussion. Oh, that is a whole discussion. Was there anything on here that... Oh, that's definitely a whole other discussion. Um, I think we read most of the other emails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this weekend, any last thoughts on this weekend? It was awesome. It was amazing. And that pizza was so good. That pizza was so good. And part of the reason I'm fixating on the pizza is because I have a piece from the fridge at the hotel. Oh, I hate you. Big, so, big ups to Gino's East. Oh my God. It's so good. Gino's so East good. in Chicago, fabulous pizza. Oh my god, fabulous pizza! Get yes. the get the the, the deep, deep dish. dish. Get the deep dish with the sausage because and and get the patty, not yes. not the not the crumbles. It's like a get religious the experience. It, it is really phenomenal. Is. I felt like in Eat Pray Love when she's eating that pizza and oh saying god. it's the best pizza in the whole world. And it's the whole description of the pizza. That was the pizza. It's funny. Jillian it's kept so saying, "I'm never going to be able to eat pizza again ever." It was so good. It was the best pizza I've it ever was had. So good. Well, I will say there's some pizza right down the road here that's phenomenal. Chicago is really great pizza. Well, yeah. Chicago in general has phenomenal pizza. Yes. 
great pizza. And I really like the pizza that's stuffed with the spinach and stuff inside the pizza. Uh-huh. Oh my god, that's really good. Too. And it really makes me want to continue podcasting so we can do this next year. Yes. I, I would really like to be able to get back together with this group. Yes. It was phenomenal. And and add more. I mean, I would, I, I would hope that in a year, you know... Kathleen Borealis is still mm-hmm. doing it. I'd love to get together with her. I'd still like yeah. to see Chris Oropello. Chris Oropello was going to come. I know. At the last minute. Well, but he, he had, what was it, South Jersey Pagan Pride Day? Yeah. Yeah, so good excuse. <sighs> I don't yeah. know what Kathleen Borealis' was, but, you know, it's not yeah. like she can't. Oh, and, just... I'll, and I'll let you talk about the swag on your show. The swag? The swag. Oh, yes. The, all swag. of the, the big bag of swag. The big bag, the oh bag of swag. God. Bag of swag. There was so much swag. <laughs> and, yeah. and can I just say, I was so unbelievably overwhelmed by, first of all, the distance that some people traveled. Some of the of the podkin or? Well, no, well, yeah, that was nice. But the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the listeners. Yes. We had listeners show up. We like did. quite a few of them actually. And we not, were shocked. We were shocked, and there was, like, a line all the way to the back of the witchy wearable shop and sort of curling around of people buying. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. amazing. Um, there is a winner picked uh, for the uh, the swag contest, my personal swag contest, um, but that'll that be on, on my show, show yeah. so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to wait. You, you can talk about the swag on your show, You too. have to wait a day. But no, the listeners, that was phenomenal. That was amazing. And then, and then a couple of them, uh, Kelly and Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, we met Heaton's dog. We did. We met Heaton's dog. We met Heaton's he's dog. He's a real person. He is a real person. And he's not a dog. In, no. <laughs> he's like a dog, D-A-W-G. Dog. <laughs> no. Well, like you want a fist bump when you no, say. No, who was it? Who was it who called him a sexy bitch? That was Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> Because he was explaining what he means. I was getting another. I was getting another. Oh, you missed hamburger. it! I missed it! You missed it! I was getting a baconator at Wendy's. No, I asked him, "How did you get the name Heaton's Dog?" And he explained all this stuff. It was and, uh, internet screen name. Yeah, right? it was. It was a screen name, and it, it, it was kind of a long story. Uh-huh. And I don't really remember it because I don't do all the things online. I'm just going to guess that Isaac did one of those things that he's been doing. And now I see why Isaac's. Sum up sound absolutely nothing <laughs> like no, no Jasmine's tarot no, thing. This time he was paying attention. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that because- guy, that guy tunes out. That guy has something going on in his head at all times because he tunes out of conversations and then he actually gives sum ups in real life. He's like, oh, so what you're really talking about is starvation in the Sudan. Actually, no, we were trying to decide where to go for dinner. But okay, sure. I mean, like, it yeah. was just, he would just pick the most random things. And it was like, no, don't know where you got that. Yeah. But no, I had asked, I had asked Heaton's dog, and he told the story. And he was talking about the meaning of, you know, hedonistic and, you know, all of this stuff. And so basically, and basically Isaac just says, oh, so you're a sexy bitch. <laughs> Because hedonism and, hedonism the and then and dog, you know, dog. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. And, yeah, it was great. I get yeah. it now. Yeah. Oh, I feel like Jillian. See, the sum up works. <laughs> I got it later. <laughs> I love how Jillian doesn't get jokes till later. <laughs> yes. I love that. Let's see. Let's see. Corey. Okay, he was really funny. We 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 sort of forgot to talk about the rest of the podcast. We did. Okay, Corey was there. He's unbelievably tall. He's almost as tall as I am, but yes. not quite. Which. Made me feel kind of happy. And, um, and as stated earlier, the nicest human being nicest on the face of the planet. Nicest human being on the face of the planet. He, he told me he was going to pay my rent 
um, for the next year, which now <laughs> it's on podcast. Would it's recorded. You stop that. that. He did not say that. I'm kidding. No, but now that I say it, he might be, he might feel so bad. He'll no, do he will it. not. He will, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, you. Corey. I'm kidding. He might have taken your hair. He <laughs> might have. I have your hair on a hairbrush. I know. I have your hair. I know. I'm going to ship it to Corey. Uh, you know, I trust Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> no, no. Um, let's see. Okay, Corey. Uh, Tall, uh, hilarious, unbelievably funny. Yes. Dude, tell some jokes on your show. It was funny. Funny yes. guy. Um, Isaac and Jasmine, so great. Wonderful awesome. human beings. Awesome. Jasmine's really pretty. All the girls, all the old girls, very pretty. Uh, all the guys were pretty, too. You're pretty. Oh, thank <clears> you. Um, let's see. Uh, no, it's funny. A funny story. I, have to just I thought Isaac was going to be taller. I think I already said that. Yeah. I, I, just a funny story. So I went to pick him up at the airport, right? Uh-huh. And so I'm... I'm pulling up to the airport and I thought that I saw them, but there wasn't a place for me to pull over. So uh-huh. I had to pull over like ahead. And so I got out of the car and I see Jasmine like stand up and she's like looking, but she's not coming towards the car. Cause uh-huh. I mean, I've never met her. So I get out of the car and I go, Hey, Hogan's and Jasmine screams at the top of her. Ah! And then starts running over to me. It was hilarious. It was oh, fantastic. Man. Um, I like, I, I picked Corey up and then as soon as we get back to the hotel, he had a wardrobe change. <laughs> he changed outfits more than but like... But he's kept the same shoes. His Jesus stomping shoes with the crosses on them. Those are great shoes. Those are great shoes. Those are phenomenal shoes. Um, let's see. I thought Isaac was going to be taller. Um, Jasmine. I, so I, it was exactly sort of how I thought she'd be. Yes. Well, and I've already seen pictures of her. So. Yes. Um, Jasmine's oh, very perky. Isaac. Um... Velma thinks you look like Leonardo DiCaprio. Just his eyes. Like, his eyes and his forehead. It's true. I didn't see it, but... Not saying you're not a good-looking guy. It's just... I, I wouldn't quite show Leonardo DiCaprio. No, it's true. The eyes and the... And, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. If okay. you look at the whole face, not so much. But if you, like, put your hand up and cover... No, seriously. If uh, you, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Really? It's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. A little Matt Damon. But mostly Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Matt Damon? <laughs> a little bit. At different, really? at different angles. Okay. Isaac's going to, like, turn beet red. <laughs> beet red. Yeah, probably. Jillian is also amazing. Yes. Funny. But, like, seriously, she is, I think, possibly the only one of us that doesn't have an alter ego. She really I mean, she has a different name, obviously, just yeah. for sort of, you know, personal, productive reasons. Yeah. But, um... Really, I mean, the same exact person that's on her show is the yes. same exact person she is in real life. Although I she really say, asked me several times, "Are you going to recycle that?" <laughs> you did put that bottle in the recycling, right? Oh, her mate threw something out. Firelight. I saw you put a glass bottle in the trash. I was like, "I'm so sorry, Jillian." Yeah. 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 No, she's phenomenal. She is a phenomenal human. Being. I I just adore her. Although you survived going to Walmart with her in the car. Why? She stayed in the car. The hooligans went in. Well, I know, but she actually let you go, like, park in Walmart's parking lot. Oh, well, she didn't go in. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going in there. <laughs> but also, I mean, we really just kind of wanted to go back to the hotel. I think she would have. I think she'd have been fine. I don't think she would have burst into flames. <laughs> um, her mate, totally cool guy. Awesome guy. Uh, we also met on the second day Scarlett and Brittany from Urban Greenwich. Brittany... Love you to death. Please talk. <laughs> Please. Yes. We're, we're not going to bite. Um, well, no. Velma will. I will I, not. Hey! She, I, will she might not. That. I will not. I'm very nice. Yes, but when you get hungry. I don't 
eat people? <laughs> What's the matter with you? Um, Brittany, sweet little girl, I don't, I can't remember if you she spoke. You could snap her. You could. She was this big. She's tiny. Not that they can see this big. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, s- sweet girl, I wish you would have said more. I would have loved to have gotten to know you a little bit more. Maybe next time. Yes. Uh, Scarlet, lovely as could be. Oh, yes. Lovely as could be. Um, I love her voice. What I really enjoyed, though, was, um, in my car when people would sort of switch around and when whatever Podkin was behind me would talk. Yeah. Then it was like, it was sort of it was better. because surreal. it was Well, no, because it was, well, because I wasn't seeing them, so it was like they were playing through my speakers again. But it was and, surreal because you could talk to them. It was yeah, like and then you could talk back talk and they would radio. answer you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because when I talk to the Podkin and they answer me now, it's because I'm crazy. When I did it this weekend, it was because they were actually in the car with me. It's kind of like that part in Oh God, where he, the God is talking to him through the car radio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Never it's seen like, Oh God, but okay. Oh, it's fantastic. You need to see it. Is it? Really? Yeah. Is it a, like a movie or a TV show or something? It's a movie. It's a movie? It's an old movie. An old movie. Well, not super old. Like before I was born, kind of old? When, when were you born? <laughs> yes, before you were born. Okay. Yeah. And George Burns is God. That'll give you some idea. Oh, wow. It's great. That is really, really old. No, it's like 1980, 81. Really old. Something like that. She's going to hit me again. (laughs) I was the youngest person there this weekend. Yeah. I was the youngest person there. That was really fun. But um, the listeners were great, as are you, even though you didn't go. Yes. Because you've been listening for an hour and 40 minutes of complete and total babble. No, there was something in there. I think we talked about magic. (laughs) <laughs> interspersed with that was the best pizza I've ever had in my life and yum these Quaker chips are ridiculously good <laughs> oh but I hope this has been entertaining I think it has been I can't wait to listen back <laughs> so um this has been episode five of inciting a brouhaha we made it to five we, we did, made it to five we didn't kill each we're other we're a we're a we're in kindergarten now <laughs> oh stop that <laughs> Oh, see, we we had this idea of, when we were planning this weekend, um, we had this idea that there was going to be, like, this enormous, massive episode of Inside a Gabruhaha with, like, nine co-hosts and like all everybody, that. Yeah, everybody crowded around a computer. But it was so perfect that we didn't do that. It really was. It's, it's like, and I said it this weekend, it's like whenever you're on vacation and you're the dad holding the video camera, you're not actually participating in the fun, you're watching the fun. Right. If we had been podcasting at the time, we would have been talking about the fun instead of having it. Although, there were some things that were recorded. Yeah, what you don't know is the Nog 8, your recorder. No, the recorder is in my purse. Oh, God. And it has the evidence of the Nog on it. Oh, God. Oh, I'm very scared for your next show. (laughs) I am very scared, because you're going to get back to the hotel and be, like, up till 3 o'clock in the morning. No. Editing this crazy stuff. I'm sure, I think we're all sort of scared for that. (laughs) Not a a chance. Fun. Oh, fan. Yeah, you're the one who wanted a fan to put your feet up on. That was, hey, that's recording. <laughs> I know. That was that was Corey that started that. <laughs> Thanks much. Corey from New World Witchery. <laughs> FYI. Go yell at him. He lives in... Would you stop that? Arizona. <laughs> he doesn't live in Arizona. I think anybody who listens to a show knows that's not true. He lives in New Delhi. <laughs> Where's New Delhi? India. Okay. No, that's Delhi. New Delhi. There's yes. like a city in America called New Delhi. Really? Yeah. yeah. Let's Google it. Oh my God. Talk while I Google. What am I supposed to talk about? I don't know. So New what Delhi. Was, what was one interesting thing about one of the podkin that you learned that you didn't know? 
Oh, it is in India. I told you. Really? It's the capital city of India. Yes. How could you? Well, I thought there was a Delhi in India. Because I thought I figured Delhi would be like the original city, like New and then, Orleans, and then New Delhi would be in in America. Well, how self centered are you, you pig American? <laughs> I'm an American. <laughs> that should answer your question. <laughs> new Delhi. I wonder if there's a New Delhi in America. America. No. No. There's, there's just an embassy. there's an American embassy. <laughs> Yeah. Golly, there's not no. even like a New Delhi anything. No. Wow. Not even like Paris, Texas. Nothing. Yeah. The only New Delhi. See? No. So what is one thing that you learned about one of, just pick one. Well, Corey, okay, something different. But like some random fact about you one of You will hit people. Hard. You didn't know that? I did not hit you hard. You hit me several times. Hard. I did not. She bruised me. I did Which is. No, I didn't. See, there's no bruise on that arm. How did I need to go to the gym more? Uh, let's see. What did I? I don't know. What is, what's, what's one thing you learned? I think people learned I'm a much nicer person. No, it was okay. So I have to. I yes, they do. What? No, tell me. No, was, I'm intrigued. It was interesting because we when um, I was taking the hooligans back to the airport today, we were talking about how people when they podcast they sort of have a different persona, mm-hmm. and I don't remember. I must have said it at some point this weekend, but they were telling me that, you know, they were like, you know, you, when, I loved it when you said that you like who, what your real name is so much better than you like Firelight. Uh-huh. I was like, that's true. Uh-huh. That's totally true. Well, yeah. I thought it was interesting. Oh, I, I like that. I, I hate Fire. I mean, he's a jerk. <laughs> that guy's an ass. He's a pretentious ass. He's a pretentious ass. I just thought it was, it, I just thought it was interesting. So is that what other people said? What did other people say about me? I'm very concerned. <laughs> Nobody really said anything. I'm quite histrionic in that manner. No, mostly what I heard was, he's really tall. Oh, <laughs> I heard that too. A lot taller than I uh, You know, there were people, no, I, uh, some of the podcasts said, you know, you, you're, you're kind of nice. You're like a much nicer guy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then we had a group hug. Aww. We did have a group hug because you almost made everybody cry. I did not make anybody cry. That's because no. I'm evil and I was poking people with pitchforks. I'm not a sentimental person. If you had kept talking, everybody would have been crying. Well, I had to leave. Jerks. At the <coughs> hotel. I don't want to spend any time with you. You didn't have to leave. Yeah, I know. I offered you my couch. I know. I could have stayed. You could have. I don't know. Maybe next time. So, I had a dog to get to. Well, next time it won't be in your hometown. That's very true. So, you'll have to be there. I will. Damn it. Uh, what, what's one thing about um, that you didn't know or I, what didn't think? I learned that Isaac was in the Coast Guard. God, are we supposed to be giving those details out? Well, it was a, it was a while ago. Oh. He doesn't do it anymore. But he yeah, knows go all about- search the databases for Isaac in the Coast Guard. You'll totally find him. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, no, Isaac, but he knows Isaac Hooligan. You know, that's how you are in my phone. Isaac is Isaac Hooligan. That's your fun. last name is Hooligan. That's fantastic. I love it. But no, he, he started talking about knots mm-hmm. and how to use all these really, like, this really intricate knot, uh-huh. like, as a magical talisman, uh-huh. like, to put a rock inside uh-huh. it, and it was fascinating. I learned that Jillian played the Wicked Witch of the West and the, and the Wizard of Oz from, from Velma. That's no, what Velma she said. Didn't. That's what you said. No, I didn't. You said she was Margaret Hamilton. No, I said her nose reminds me of Margaret Hamilton, and I love it. Oh, I was wondering, because she's remarkably preserved for somebody that's that old. <laughs> I never said that. You're going to make her mad at me. I, didn't no, I already say told that. her all this. <laughs> <laughs> I told her you said that already. I love her nose. 
I love it. Jillian is really pretty. She is really but pretty. But like I said, all the girls were very, very pretty. Look how normal they are! <laughs> oh, the Bulgarian models. I'll let Jillian talk about the Bulgarian she model She will. Convention. I know she will. I can't wait. Yes. I can't wait for everybody else's show. But thank you so much for listening to this one and all of the rambles at the end and yes. throughout. Um, this is episode five. They should know to expect This is episode that. five. You can find us on iTunes and yep. Citing a Brouhaha. Um, you can now download the show. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, Inciting a Brouhaha.podbean.com. Um, we are each individually at uh, on Twitter. I'm at Inciting a Riot. I'm at Which is Brouhaha. And they can email you personally at Velma at Which is Brouhaha.com. You can uh, email me at Inciting a Riot. Inciting a Brouhaha. Inciting a Riot at gmail.com. And you can email us. At incitingabruhaha at gmail.com. Because it's all about the love here on the new Stop. on the New World Stop. Iron. The New World Iron Lakefront Hooligan Bruhaha. Which is in which is Bruhaha Riot. <laughs> Greenwich. <laughs> I think you need sleep. I, I know need I sleep. need sleep. Oh, let's go get some sleep. Yes. Alright. Bye, witches! Bye! Witches! Witches!